Being from New York, I understood how valuable real estate was because it's always been expensive out there. Um, but I did transition from being a uh, intelligence officer in 2015, and then I began franchising. And Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory was the first uh, brand that I operated. I ended up operating a yogurt store, You Swirl. I've been coaching real estate agents and real estate professionals, like I said, since 2018, and I love it. You know, mm -hmm. I have four little sisters. So is that your coach? Is that that what your coaching is around real estate? Um, that's where it started. So my inspirational coach is not. No, that's business consulting. That's mm -hmm. mindset focus. 21 days of gratitude. Mm. Transitioning out of the military, I, I did some franchising and you know, that was the bread and butter for a while, but real estate's been my passion for a long time. So I'm a licensed agent and I do invest here in a few markets mm -hmm. in Missouri, Colorado, and Virginia. Yeah, in Kansas City, uh, or St. Saint, Saint, Saint Saint Joe. Joe. <laughs> yeah, St. Joe, you know, I, I did go. One of our sponsors is Recon Marketing. Recon is the fastest growing social media marketing agency in Colorado. Recon focuses on becoming an extension of your business while providing social media management, review management, and digital marketing. Recon Marketing, putting you on the radar. Our next sponsor is Atmos Planning. Atmos Planning is changing the way business owners and real estate investors are served by the financial industry. Their website is atmosplanning.com, A-T-M-O-S planning.com. Our next sponsor is Planet Duct. Planet Duct offers astronomical air duct cleaning with the most powerful vacuum trucks in Colorado. They have taken air duct cleaning to a new intergalactic level that is far more powerful and proactive than anything on the market in El Paso County and Southern Colorado. Sheath Underwear. Sheath Underwear has a pouch for the boys. It is everyday underwear for every man. 100% money back on the first pair if you don't like it. Visit sheathunderwear.com and enter the code COSBP20 to get 20% off your order. The People's Tiny House Festival is the nation's largest gathering of simple living, featuring van conversions, bus conversions, and tiny houses, of course. Catch the event in Loveland, Colorado, July 16th and 17th at the Ranch Events Complex. Get your tickets at peoplestinyhousefestival.com slash tickets. Welcome yes, back to the COS Business Podcast, the number one podcast in Colorado Springs. My name is Andrew Hasley, and I am the host of the show. Today, I'm sitting here with Ernest Chambly, uh, who, who does, uh, the, what's the speaker thing you, you, you said you were t doing? Sure, sure. So it's Speak Inspired. Speak uh, Inspired. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> But but yeah, and you also what what is uh, you also do real estate stuff, right? Sure. So um, after transitioning out of the military, I, I did some franchising, and you know that was the bread and butter for a while. But real estate's been my passion for a long time. So I'm a licensed agent, and I do invest here in a few markets in mm -hmm. Missouri, Colorado, and Virginia. Yeah, in Kansas City uh, or Saint 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 Joe. Joe. Yeah, Saint Joe. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I did go uh, to school in Saint Joe. My wife and I, uh, we met in Saint Joe. We rekindled in Hawaii, and she was living in Kansas City at the time. So a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of family roots back there, uh, historic roots, I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, and what's funny is, if, uh, not funny. It probably it probably makes sense. Historic, actually. Uh, like Chambly is French, and Kansas City was founded by a. a just like a chateau by a Frenchman. <laughs> Maybe that's what drew me there for school. But, you know, a lot of my family comes from the East Coast, uh, North Carolina, Georgia area. Mm, yeah, okay. Shambly last name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, see, I, li I like I like breaking down the history of things, I'm, whether it's etymology or, you know, where we come from, humanology. <laughs> exactly. The I think study there's a of better human. word than that, anthropology. <laughs> Dude, I used to want to be an anthropologist growing up way okay. back in the day, like... What do you want to be when you grow up? Questions mm -hmm. being asked. I just wanted to study and, and dig up historic stuff, but uh, yeah, business, business called so yeah. And <laughs> anthropology, like like studying humans, there's different different sides. You know, you got psychology, you got anthropology, and what is anthropology? It's the history of humankind, right? Correct, correct. So a lot of anthropologists will be out there with with your archaeologists and, and geologists and things like that. So um, in my career as an intelligence officer, I kind of was that all-source congregator of information. So that's just kind of something that's carried along with me 
every profession that I've chosen, kind of. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So, so that's that's cool. And there's so much stuff for us to cover here when it comes to <laughs> when it, when it comes to business. Absolutely. You having those franchises, you you having one that was doing well, and then. I'll let you tell your story. <laughs> sure, sure. And a lot of uh, different types of business in between. Um, do you want me to share that about? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Sure, sure. It's so, the company and all, if, you, if you're able to. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, so a little bit about where I came from and how I got into the business. Uh, my dad um, kind of did some real estate when I was young, you know, always a really good handyman. But um, being from New York, I understood how valuable real estate was because it's always been expensive out there. But when I went to college, um, I, you know, ball was life. I thought I was going to go to the okay. NBA. I thought I was going to be the shortest NBA superstar. You know, I know Muggsy Bowles isn't out there, but I was going to be better. Uh, but that didn't pan out because you see my stature. I'm, I'm, I'm not built for the NBA. Maybe. Um, God, God built me for business. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, I did serve in the military because paying for college was something I didn't you know, want to do to due to my mom, and she didn't want me to enlist in the military, so I did commission as, instead as an officer, you know? So uh, I did ROTC to pay for college, and I still wanted to do business, so once I traveled from each destination, I would look at investment properties. Um, so I'd like to say that True Loyalty was founded well before 2017, but that's when I actually incorporated. I had some business okay. experience out of the military. Um, but I did transition from being a uh, intelligence officer in 2015, uh, and then I began franchising, you mm -hmm. know? How long were you in, uh, doing the intelligence officer? So 2010 is when I commissioned, and 2015 is when I got out. Mm -hmm. So almost five years. And what, uh, is, what, is that, what does that entail? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as a military intelligence officer, uh, there's a gambit of uh, opportunities for um, all kinds of officers in each branch. But I was specifically a SIGINT officer, so that's signals intelligence. So uh, radio waves, push to talk, um, cellular data, things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, cool story is when I was... Uh, stationed in Hawaii, I was at NSA CSS Hawaii. Uh, the Snowden situation—he wasn't mm, in Hawaii oh yet, but yeah. he was coming to Hawaii. <laughs> but uh, that actually was going on while I was a P3 asset for NSA. So like they locked down the base; you couldn't even get into the gym, you know, which was miles away from the, from the building. But, oh, um, yeah, so you was... were experiencing that firsthand before like it even went public, huh? Yeah, yeah. The, just <laughs> the ramifications of it, and then you know, obviously, I can't speak to what was going on in in the building, but. Um, it was an intense time to be in that community. Mm -hmm. um, but, it, but it was really cool. You know, when I deployed, I supported special operations. So we got to do some of the coolest things I've done in my entire life to date okay. um, and use some of the coolest technology. You know, um, that, that's one of the greatest times of mm -hmm. life is serving my country. Uh, but being the SIGIN officer or the all source officer or the human officer, people who work with um, human assets, uh, that was, you know, really cool learning all those kinds of different approaches to intelligence collection, right? Because mm -hmm. in business intelligence, now there's an industry business intelligence. It didn't used to be yeah. the case, but um, <laughs> the study of human, and you talked about psychology a little earlier, the study of organizational behavior, of customer behavior, of um, buyer trends. So things like that, uh, I kind of had a head start getting that military formal training in critical thinking and um, understanding patterns of life and things like that. Mm -hmm. So applying a lot of that to what I do has made me a little bit more uh, keen to seeing the, you know, the product life cycle or the customer life cycle um, of a business or industry that I'm in. Um, so yeah, being in, in, in the military was awesome. And the reason I did do that, like I said, my mother didn't want me to enlist because she did enlist. She was enlisted for 17 years. Um, when I went to college and I didn't no longer have my basketball scholarship, I 
I did do the ROTC scholarship. You know, I didn't want my mother to pay for it. Like I said, she was enlisted. But I remember going <laughs> to visit my mom sophomore year of college, and I was doing some ROTC drilling ceremony, and she was just laughing at me. And I was like, what's going on? She was like, you know, you're embarrassing. I will never salute you. And this is one of the oh, proudest okay. moments of my life because she dropped what's called the Green to Gold Packet and went to OCS and became an officer. You know, mm -hmm. And that changed the trajectory of her retirement, how my sisters were able to go to different schools, mm -hmm. um, different opportunities to play in different sports leagues, things like that. So um, for me, that's a huge a proud moment for myself, but um, the military was a huge impact on my business career and, and what I think I formed into today. Mm -hmm. um, so for all that to say that um, as I was getting out of the military, I was seeking um, some business structure because I understood systems were successful. Um, in the military, everything is systemized, mm -hmm. right? And documented. Standard operating yeah, procedures I mean, are a must. You can, you can run a business and, you know, be hit a certain level, but without proper systems, you're never going to grow. And, like, that's, like, the hugest part. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you, the wheels won't roll if you don't have a bike. And then if you don't have training wheels on the bike, you might never learn how to ride it. So, like, you do have to build an mm -hmm. entire system to actually move forward. So um, that was something I, I'm really firm on. And getting into franchises was the conservative way for me to do it and franchises know. have systems <laughs> built in dude and and the the thing i learned and and i have a lot of friends in the entrepreneurship group that i'm in and was a part of while i owned actively operated a lot of these stores um that no franchise is created equal right each mm -hmm. system it's proprietary for a reason so each organization is going to have their own systems and some are rock stars and others you know you have to supplement them with your own experiences and, you know, some of your ideas, some of the things I've implemented had gone up to the national level that you can incorporate for all the 230 or 500 franchises, depending who your franchisor is. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's what I ended up doing. Um, I did go with an organization, Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory was the first uh, brand that I operated. I ended up operating a yogurt store, You Swirl. Um, what was it, the, when you seen Rocky Mountain, what was the... What was the appeal? You're like, this is going to be a winner. Great question. So <laughs> let's take it back a little bit. Um, so I did go to Missouri Western. That's where um, the Craig School of Business is. And there was a entrepreneurship group found. Um, and that was in 2009. So I was graduating. I actually helped you know, our school become accredited a, uh, in the business program. So being a part of that and seeing this entrepreneurship begin, um, I looked out, like I said, for systems. So reconnecting with my alma mater, um, I completed a semester-long course where I actually just re-studied business. I'd been doing intelligence for almost five years. I felt mm -hmm. like I wanted to, you know... A recap. I, exactly. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in, you know, you have to learn before you earn. Mm -hmm. So um, I took an applied entrepreneurship course where that runs you through a gambit of different trainings. Um, and you actually get to study different stores. So now you're looking at profit and loss statements. You're actually studying what uh, the cost of goods does, what does rent, and how does that impact your overall sales. And... Is there going to be an owner's draw? So these are things you're calculating. So I got to do that while I was still in the military. Now, I worked my tail off. So I'm in Hawaii, you know, working full time, taking this class at night in St. Joe's. So it's my lunchtime in Hawaii. So it's it, it was a real fun exercise on balancing business. And, you know, I got that pretty early in my experiences. So tapping into that organization allowed me to shop for different franchises. And Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory um, had a an agreement where they would you know, waive certain fees. Um, there's a lot of franchises that waive or discount franchise fees. So I went in where I could get in for the least cost and the least build out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I love the Jersey Mike's concept, um, but those you are looking for territories. Um, you're looking for mm -hmm. uh, 
different amounts of stores that you can have. And I didn't think I had enough funds at the time. I wasn't well-versed on mm -hmm. uh, veteran SBA loans, which I am now. And that's why I've stepped into the coaching nice. space full time because I don't want anyone, especially veterans, uh, to miss out on the benefits that they have. So mm -hmm. I forego, I forewent all of that because, you know, I thought I had everything figured out with this group that I was becoming a part of when there were benefits that, you know, group or not, um, franchise or not, there's opportunities that people, veterans especially, can take advantage of. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how I got to Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory, just through research through that group, um, through experiences. Uh, some other models that I looked at were anti-ans. Um, We'll take it. We'll Anti M. Anti Ants. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isn't and, that Wizard of Oz? Are we in Kansas? Anymore? Right. <laughs> and and Anti Ants. You know, a lot of people call that liquid gold because you can put three of those in one mall and have them in different places, and they're just pumping out. You smell Anti Ants from a store, you're buying. Anti okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah the okay. pretzel store. So I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, and you know, your original question is how did I land on Rocky Mountain Chocolate mm -hmm. Factory? So the way I landed on Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory was, um, when I finished that program I discussed, um, I was supposed to look at an opportunity for a Chick-fil-A in Southern California. Uh, but through time and deterioration of opportunities, that didn't happen. So the Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory um, in Northern Virginia was an opportunity that uh, I learned my biggest lesson in business was if an opportunity is too good to be true, it might be, and you got to check the numbers a little bit mm -hmm. more. And uh, understand leases a little bit better. I, I definitely, okay. that's what pushed me into real estate because <laughs> I wanted to be on the opposite side of yeah. um, the table, not just on the transaction, but really understand. It's those failures though that, that really set you up for the best, the, the, the next best thing, I think. <laughs> the next best, I, I just said that. That's a really good way to put it because you don't know what the next best step mm -hmm. is until you take a few wrong ones. Yeah, I Absolutely. mean, I, you saying that story and like learning leases just reminds me of, reading Sam Walton's autobiography, which is the founder of Walmart, mm -hmm. like he built up this this store that was kind of like a precursor to Walmart, but it was like owned by like JCPenney, I think, or something like that. It may have been even JCPenney. But he, he there was this one franchise in like, you know, like Georgia or something like that that was just like a terrible franchise. Like it wasn't doing well. He went in there, he turned it around, made it the most profitable one in the in the franchise, like in the company, and then they just pulled it out from him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and I've and then he started Walmart. <laughs> exactly, and that's that. You know, that was a catalyst in my business life because of a very similar situation. Obviously, I'm not Sam Walton, yeah. but yeah. I, I, I know. That, my well, man, I mean, you, I you're also it. you. You're also you. I am me, but that opportunity was an amazing one for me to learn from. But I definitely bit off more than I, I could chew, and mm -hmm. that's something that you know, ambition. It, it costs entrepreneurs, and they say if you're going to go broke, do it before you're 30. So, mission accomplished. Uh, <laughs> nice. But being able to build yourself out of that, and then learning um, in business, not everyone's going to play the, by the same rules you play by, and you have to always check your integrity. And that's something I'm grateful for my wife for. She always makes sure my moral compass is pointing in the right direction, where I'll make the hard right decision mm -hmm. over the easy wrong, regardless of financial. Um, blowback or things like that because at the end of the day none of the money goes with us uh who you are as a business person who mm -hmm. you are as in a relationship you know that, that that's really what matters um but the uh franchises that i operated like i said was the rocky mountain chocolate factory mm -hmm. and then the aspen leaf frozen yogurt which is part of that you swirl umbrella which rocky mountain chocolate mm -hmm. factory owns as well so uh, franchising is definitely what i built my uh, models on i took my military experience used uh the franchising model of you know using systems in business, what profit and loss reports, how often they should go in, mm -hmm. what does inventory management look like, how can systems be improved for mm -hmm. inventory management. Um, 
And like you said, uh, in the Sam Walton case, he built up the store. You know, we increased sales 26%, and a lot of the things I implemented, the franchi- franchisor implemented, for example, like I'm an Excel document. Okay. Uh, Matt, like, <laughs> I, I can get lost in Excel nice. documents. So a lot of that stuff, you know, added to the ordering systems and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and like I said, no franchises is created equal. So as I grow my businesses, I know that I want to make sure that I'm technology-based. You know, we had a few conversations about technology before we started recording, and You'll see franchises that I, I look at now. You know, a lot of my business investments now are for startups or a lot of friends or clients interested in buying a franchise. And as I do research with them or research on specific franchises, the ones who are left behind technology, I mean, they're going to be lost. And they mm-hmm. are lost a lot, a lot of times, you know. Uh, they're, they're either staying around because there's a lot of heart-loyal customers Mm -hmm. in there or they have found their sweet spots but as a brand franchisors are struggling if they're not using technology and that's just something Mm -hmm. that no matter what business i enter that's the first step because Mm -hmm. uh, soon technology is going to be the base i was listening to i don't know what it was but they were talking about like so much they were saying basically saying hershey's was a technology company Mm. we look at technology like like smartphones and all this stuff but technology is way more than that hershey's factory they built basically like a whole city like their their factory is a technological like feat you know like absolutely insane so and they have that base and and they're hershey's now so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everyone knows they're as big as coke you know exactly probably even owned by coke i don't know (laughs) coke owns everything (laughs) man yeah so Um, that, that's how I got into the franchising space. You okay. Know? Um, and then when the mall that I had taken that leap in Virginia had began to close doors, you know, when your anchor stores like JCPenney, we talked a little bit about that, mm-hmm. um, Sears, Oshkosh, Bagosh, you know, that that's a huge indicator of uh, the switch in landscape of the mall. Mm-hmm. And then... The they use. were leaving is what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So when, and, and you know that's happening. Malls mm-hmm. have had a transition, and a lot of them still are, um, where the retail has to be, technology, right, has mm-hmm. to have an advantage outside of just the, the mm-hmm. mall because, yeah. I mean, what did COVID do? When's the last time you went to mm-hmm. a mall? I and mean, probably recently. Way before, <laughs> way before, I mean, like, I mean, malls were fading before COVID. <laughs> right. Amazon really, really did them yeah, in. <laughs> absolutely. I always tell my wife that, you know, I, when all these self- selfless uh driverless cars are needing somewhere to be parked it's going to be malls you know you're going to yeah. go look at model <laughs> driverless funny, cars yeah. at the mall and then they'll drive out you know so mm-hmm. uh, we'll see someday no for sure um but uh when the mall started closing wings you know very large mm-hmm. mall when the mall started closing wings and mine was next up uh, you know there were options do i go out and try to earn a little bit more money and there were opportunities to buy other rocky mountain chocolate factories uh, in my location uh the Springfield area, uh, but you know, they were there were fire sales, and there was a reason they were fire sales because the brand was not keeping up with the times. In What's that. fire sale? Uh, it, they were cheap, you know, okay. <laughs> for for assets. You know, gotcha. they were they were they were letting them go for assets or maybe inventory. You mm-hmm. know, so that's a couple thousand dollars for, for the name of, of of a business that's full operation in a mm-hmm. in a pretty decent mall, but. Um, you know, three or four in your area close, you know, the malls in your area begin to close and they're, they're converting into more lifestyle centers. So mm-hmm. they're not going to have the same kind of, uh, that's what they got to do too. Like, if you think about it on a side note, like if malls want to stay around, they need to be experience based. Like, they have exactly, to. <laughs> you know, it, it has to be able to, someone has to be able to get their nails done. Someone has to be able to pick up their snack. Two people need to be able to go look at what mm-hmm. product they want to buy. And then everyone can get lunch together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, it, it has to be, 
um, maybe right even co-working there. spaces. I know some some malls are thinking about even renting out like residential spaces. Absolutely. I mean, you see here locally, there's a high school in one of our malls here. Okay. So. <laughs> see, I, did, I didn't even actually know that. Okay. So you know, there's 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 all kinds of opportunities to see how these these malls can revamp, and I think technology is going to be the leader in that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this space is going to supplement your business. It's not going to be your business anymore. Um, and there'll still be some places like that. You can't get away from going to a car dealership. And I know Carvana and th- some of those things are there, but that model is just hard to change. You can want to kick the tires on it. Um, so um, as that was changing, and I, I've showed, told you this before, but um, you know, it was a big loss for me. You know, mm-hmm. I had invested quite a lot. You know, I had purchased assets, mm-hmm. inventory, um, and, and to lose that, I had to find a way to supplement that in selling uh, different assets was an opportunity, but I wanted to create another stream of revenue. So um, I founded my real estate company, True Loyalty yeah. Properties. Um, and I started, you know, at, at the very bottom, wholesaling properties to buyers who were killing it in the Northern Virginia market. How do you how do you do that? Yeah, so education, right? Yeah. So I'm a huge, you know, lifelong learner. Um, I have eight uh, core values that I live by, and education is right there smack dab in the middle. Nice. Um, and I just learned, I, I picked people's brains. You know, I know that's uh, kind of taboo to say these days. Cause that's gross. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, <laughs> it, but I was fed all kinds of information on uh-huh. how to get that done. So, you know, and, and the goal of any real estate investor is to pick the strategy that works best for you. Uh, so wholesaling, you know, you can do that quickly, mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, depending on whether you, you know, you double close or assign. So that, that, that and wholesaling means you bought a whole property like that is yours. So, and, and a great question. So, wholesaling is uh, can be done two ways. You can double close, which means you can buy an entire property, mm-hmm. hold it for uh, X amount of time, which usually immediately, and sell it to someone who is a cash buyer in your market, mm-hmm. um, or you can assign a contract. So that's oh, uh, you put like a money down and then correct. So you like options trading, which is on fire mm-hmm. right now. Um, you. Uh, go under contract for a property with the right to assign it, um, and then you assign it to someone who's willing to buy it cash under the terms that the seller has agreed to. I mean, there's usually a margin, depending on how you do business, is how spread out that margin is going to be. Um, and for me, for a while, it felt a little like, oh, you know, I, I, I always did the double close because I want to take the asset. Uh, but I, always, I couldn't always do that because it stretches you thin. Yeah, it's a lot of capital, right? A lot of capital <laughs> up front, and then you might as well buy, right? Mm-hmm. So... I got my real estate license uh, shortly after. You know, we, we'd been investing. Like I said, I started back in college in St. Joseph in 2009, but we began investing in, in 2017. I got licensed September 2017. So I've been uh, a little over four years mm-hmm. um, licensed in Virginia and Colorado. And what, is th- what does that look like? I know it could look like any, anyone can take it as far as they want. Sure. Like for you, where's your comfort zone in that? Do you like – do one one flip or flip, I don't even know if they sure call it flip, flip. <laughs> and, and 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 you know I'll dive in a little bit more on true loyalty because um, you know that even the name comes from uh, one of my best friends Jason French who you know we are great friends to this day he was my best man at my wedding recently um, we just formed a pat uh, true loyalty and I always told him that you know the bond we have is gonna go forever and mm-hmm. when I founded true loyalty. I had just got out burned in a business relationship. I had just got burned by a closure of a franchise. I was trying to rebound from that. So I was thinking, what's something long-term that's going to be in my life forever? So mm-hmm. True Loyalty Properties was something that allowed me to invest with my strategy. So we were focused on flipping. As we've moved to Colorado, 
um, and are focused on building within a community. Mm-hmm. You know, we've switched our strategy. And when I say our, my wife is my business partner here. Um, and we partner with different businesses mm-hmm. and people depending on private money lenders and how we want to structure deals. Uh, but my primary partner is my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, we switched to a buy and hold strategy because um, as, you know, I made the announcement yesterday, we are expecting. And yeah. <laughs> it, that changes, you know, your priority. Do I want to be maintaining, uh, you know, three projects a month and still uh, selling and transacting real estate on others' behalf and really working on, you know, my coaching clients and building out that portion of my business? Or, or do I want to build some equity and hold some of these properties that are going to pay us some monthly cash flow? And it might not be as much to cover now, but if we pick up two properties a month, or excuse me, two properties a year and hold them mm-hmm. instead of transacting three every two months, you know, yeah, cash isn't as heavy, but mm-hmm. my long-term return impeccable and yeah yeah father time has proven that that one you know mm-hmm. will be successful as long as you're willing to hold and uh, you don't get too greedy um so moving into that real estate license space you know i was able to do less worrying about flips and manage some transactions so helping real estate buyers which is a full-time job mm-hmm. and flipping which is also a full-time job you find that sweet spot so real estate buyers does that include like people like someone who's actually in the business or does that like include just someone who wants to buy some real estate. Sure, uh, both. Okay. So personally, myself, um, I, now in my business, which we'll get hit, get to that, um, I focus primarily on listings or commercial. Personally, okay. I will still help a buyer, my and, friends. And that means people who are in the business. People who want to sell their home. Oh, want to sell their home. Yep. So, so, so not in the business. They not, just want to get rid of or yep, sell their home. They want to sell their property, their home. And then when I say buyers... Um, when I, some of them are in the business. So mm-hmm. a, a lot of the buyers I've helped are investors. Mm-hmm. They're looking for a rental home. They're looking for something that they want to stay in and house hack, something like that. So mm-hmm. I can speak that language very well because I come from an asset background. I understand that. Now, the challenging part for me, and this is where I grow my business and get people to partner with me is, you know, when, when we're talking about the appeal of a bathroom or the backsplash, um, I, I want to talk, you know, cost per square foot, you mm-hmm. know, return on investment. So then I had to say, well, I'm losing clients because I'm not focused on that, but these people still need help. So I can still negotiate the contract on their behalf, but maybe those questions can be better handled by a showing agent, mm-hmm. a buying agent, someone who does enjoy that space. So instead mm-hmm. of uh, pawning off, you know, that's not what I call it at all, I've created my business, my life, my system's big enough to start including more people mm-hmm. to carry out some of those tasks that I still care about, mm-hmm. I just don't necessarily want to focus on. And is this, is this your main business? Yes. So True Loyalty is my primary company. Um, mm-hmm. Real Estate with Ernest is my real estate licensed company. So that's where um, I'm putting my primary focus in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that there's going to be some shifts in the market coming up. And I know I have had some friends ask me uh, very serious questions because, you know, they're not buying their first, some of them not their second home anymore. They're buying, you know, a top dollar home in their life. So it's a little mm-hmm. uh, more daunting because, you know, when you buy a home and it's just you or your significant other, not as much weight goes into it. But when it's you and your three children um, mm-hmm. or your family that you've grown or, you know, your older generation that needs more space with you, it's a heavier decision and a lot heavier on the wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so getting back into uh, active transactions in real estate um, is what I'm focused on. But True Loyalty Properties is, like I said, something that's going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I started coaching clients in 2018 with the move to Colorado. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that there was a need for the space, but being successful in Northern Virginia allowed me to operate at that time. Prince William County was the most expensive market Mm -hmm. um, and the hottest, you know, that Nova Northern Virginia area that, that 
That place is <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then coming to Colorado Springs, it didn't it just got as crazy. You know, for a while, yeah. eight hundred nine one one was the hottest zip code. Eight hundred nine one six has been up there two times last year. As far oh, as really? the hottest that's zip my, code, that's my zip code. <laughs> Dude, it's on fire there. Okay. You know, my most recent transaction was out of eight hundred nine one six. Okay. Um. So being able to have that experience in Northern Virginia, I realized I had a lot of value to give a lot of these investors and agents here in Colorado Springs because mm-hmm. the market was shaping up. Granted, it's not D.C. area, mm-hmm. but Prices were becoming similar. Growth rate was becoming similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of millennials moving here, re- relocating out mm-hmm. of you know dense cities was higher here. For so sure. you saw a lot of stuff that I had grown to see in Virginia from 2016 to 2018 here. Mm-hmm. So I was able to You capitalize. feel like you were getting in early when you got here? Um, I still think it's early for yeah. Colorado Springs. You know that I'm very involved with you know the the community, and that's what I want to talk a little bit about too. I told you I would quote Jay Z at some point. Okay. Um, and he said, you know, I, I, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. You know, yeah. so that, that really hit me hard back in the day. And um, one of my mentors out here in Colorado Springs, you know, helped me see that mm-hmm. um, nonprofit is still business, right? It's literally in the name. It's a nonprofit mm-hmm. business. Uh, I didn't realize that either before until I got into business. Though. Exactly. And then government work is business. Mm-hmm. You're in the business of, you know, civic duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, a term that we've been using a lot in our conversations recently is uh, tri-sector leader. And that's not something I ever considered. I thought I just had to be, I was in the government, you know, I worked for the government. Now I'm a businessman. I have to be the best businessman I can be. I didn't think I could serve my community. I could build diversity programs for Pikes Peak United Way Mm -hmm. here in Colorado Springs, be part of the mayor's fellowship and meet some of the coolest people doing some of the coolest work here Mm -hmm. in the city, you know? Um, So focusing on these different uh, prongs of being a businessman Mm -hmm. um, allowed me to even strengthen my real estate business because it's a relationship business. It is, yeah. But it also allowed me to dive deeper into my community. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that starting a business, a real estate business in a new community, even though I'd been in real estate for three years by that point, I'd have to do different strategies. I'm not born and raised here, mm-hmm. but you know I am a military brat. I did serve in the military, so I have learned how to get into communities and really make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just having that conversation about being a tri-sector leader and nonprofit leader kind of gave me that permission mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and it's it's uh, something that I tell a lot of people that I coach now and mentor that when you start leading in nonprofit leadership, it not only opens your eyes to what you can really accomplish because they're doing so much mm-hmm. with so little. Um, it gives you that experience of helping people for less. Mm-hmm. You know, transacting real estate is really cool and you get paid really good to do it. But seeing someone overcome the hurdle of thinking they can never buy a home because they're in the sales business um, or someone thinking that they'll never get enough money for their home because they bought it at the wrong, t- wrong time in the market mm-hmm. and just guiding them through that and letting them find a solution on their own just because you guided them there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's life changing. And when you see someone make the transaction or complete the transaction that changes their life, I mean, trajectories are changed. Yeah, so for sure. I think my move to Colorado is a big tra- trajectory change for me. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yeah. I've seen you since you've been here, man. You've been, yeah. <laughs> you've been crushing it, man. I love following you. Yeah, things, things have been growing really well lately. Like, See, that's one thing that I didn't do uh, when I first started. I knew I just needed to start or I never would. Yep. I didn't focus on systems. I knew if I tried to, I would get discouraged just knowing my personality. Yeah. And so it's like, I knew that I just needed to jump off the deep end and I, I did. <laughs> I say it, done is better than perfect. Yeah, yeah. Done exactly. is better than yeah. perfect. <laughs> it's a, I, lot, I a lot of lessons that, that I've had to learn and like, over the last year, I've been wanting to get more into systems, but this next, this like I guess you could talk about like goals for 2022 is, is not necessarily, necessarily like, 
focusing on like the systems or, or, or the fi- financial thing, but but hiring the people to do that is because I can't. <laughs> so, so it's like that's what I'm going to focus on. Like is, yeah. is like aim like actually get it done. But I've neglected a lot of things that sure. that, that that if I keep neglecting, like my business is going to already fail before I, and I just don't know it yet. You know. Sure. Sure. <laughs> And I gotta, I gotta watch out for that. And then I got, got some, got some good things that I'm working on that I'm wanting to, that that I think can bring in the capital enough that that could help. I mean, like business just started getting like consistently good, good. for me over the last few months. Good. Like it was pretty, pretty up and down. Like 2021 was actually my most profitable good. year, not in business, in life. I made more money than I ever made in one calendar year that's in blessed, 2021. Man. Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah. Man, that's so good to hear. I'm happy for you. Yeah, thank and, you. And Cheyenne, we're sitting here. I, I will make sure you get those headshots. It's yes. been great to work with you. You know, I was able to work with you this mm-hmm. past year, so uh, thank you for that. Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, I I, I appreciate that. I appreciate your support and like like the energy you give off, the, the the things you do in the community. Like, I I love all that. Like, appreciate it's a, it. it's it's. Yeah, you've been on my radar as well. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that man a lot. For sure. So 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 yeah, so you got the the real estate business, true 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 loyalty. Yep. True, true loyalty, loyalty properties. True yep. Loyalty so that's my properties. investment company. Um mm-hmm. we've done every exit strategy. Uh, we've we're experiencing every exit strategy. I coach every exit strategy, uh, but my partner and I right now we're focused on hold. It doesn't mo- mm-hmm. it doesn't mean we won't entertain a buy. Um we have a strong enough buyers list where um, if it's a flip opportunity or someone is needing capital, we can push it out to our buyers. Um, but us personally, we're looking for, you know, three to five units, mm-hmm. uh, nine units. There was that one in Fountain I was really mm-hmm. thinking about, but I didn't pull the trigger. Okay. Um, so you know, we're looking we're looking for some holds, and I, I told myself a long time ago um, when we when I started having children, each time I have one or any, um, I would buy a property uh, mm-hmm. for them once I found out, and if they decided to go to college and couldn't afford it. We could sell that property. We could use the proceeds from it, you know, and, and, you know, we'll do the savings and stuff like that. My my wife is a huge saver, but um, that was just me choosing real estate as an mm-hmm. investment and retirement opportunity for, for my family if they so choose mm-hmm. or just something that they can, you know, build equity and pass down. For sure. And so, so you got that and then you got the, the, the speaking sure. or, or, or the, the coaching. And speaking, sure. Right? So it's speaking and coaching. Um, that's speak inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, Handle for that is my inspirational coach. Um, And this is just something that uh, I've been coaching real estate agents and real estate professionals, like I said, since 2018. Um, And I love it. You know, Mm -hmm. I I have four little sisters. So is that your coach? Is that that what your coaching is around real estate? Um, That's where it started. So my inspirational coach is not. No, that's business consulting. Mm -hmm. That's mindset focused. um, 21 days of gratitude. Mm -hmm. uh, Really total mindset. Uh, so, you know, I even talk about some health stuff. I'm not a nutritionist, but I do understand how important mm-hmm. it is to be healthy in your own way. Don't Everyone... you, don't you like, uh, aren't you connected to a, a nutrition company or a health company? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So number one, my wife is a certified personal trainer. She's also a registered nurse. You know, Nancy and I met, uh, at our undergrad in Missouri and mm-hmm. she's been a nurse, uh, wow. For 10 years now. Oh, really cool. Registered nurse. Okay. You know, she's worked at KU hospital. She's worked at nice. uh, Penrose, Maine down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, UC Health, so she, I, I love what she does. So that's how I'm personally connected to that healthcare realm. But um, like I said, franchising is something I have a lot of experience with, mm-hmm. um, as well as getting started in startups, uh, not just my own, but helping others. I have a really good friend of mine from college. Um, he goes by JR. Uh, he was delivering meal preps. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he'll come to your house, you know, cook it on the George Foreman Grill, full-time job. Wow, you know, okay. And just like... He was just a health nut, you know, had, mm-hmm. had action figure body and he would just really cared about food um, and making sure that 
you know, you, you fed your body what was right, even if he had to stay up till 3 a.m. cooking it on the George Foreman and taking it to you. You know, I loved it. I have some oh, pictures wow. <laughs> where, you know, he's just plastic bags and, and you know, generic Tupperware. I um, mean, I knew that he was really interested in that. And him and another friend of mine, Miles, um, who owns Leibowitz Menware in St. Joseph, mm-hmm. um, right there, um, they've been in business and they great company if you're looking for men's dress clothes in St. Joseph, mm-hmm. no question. Um, but we sat down and we started think and grow rich mastermind table. Oh, so, <laughs> I just, I've been, I've not, I don't want to cut you off. No, go for it. I actually, when I was in Vegas uh, earlier this month, a lot of, one of the things was like a business incubator, like a uh, small entrepreneurship startup thing. Sure. Uh, well, I was getting, I was the only one in the room getting paid to be there. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> nice. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. But I was also absorbing everything. I was yeah. like, and then a lot of the things, like one of the, the, like this was like 11, 12 hours like straight like two days two or three days and like i think it was two days two and a half days like just straight information blah 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 absolutely and like it was just really awesome it was like really eye-opening but one of the things you talked about was like you need to start a mastermind group and like yeah. I, was, I was thinking about doing that you know? yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> this it, year it could be as simple as a group message you mm-hmm. know what i mean but we started meeting at my aspen Lee frozen yogurt um every monday we would sit we called it round table and we would just talk about what our business looks like what if we could you know accomplish uh, the goals we set inside and, you know, in that book, uh, if the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. You know, it says yeah. that. So um, we would just meditate on those things and we would read a chapter, read two chapters, come back and talk about it. And This is cool. And <laughs> it just, you know, it, it talks about, you know, the mastermind, two minds is greater than one. But when they're together, they create an additional one. So uh, there was three mm-hmm. of us together. So just opportunities were presenting themselves. Businesses were happening. Um, and... JR and I were at the gym and I connected him with a gentleman who owned a Fit Republic mm-hmm. there in St. Joseph. And he had been talking about the meal prep business um, in a con- conceptual way. And JR was out there getting it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just, we're doing biceps and I think he's doing back. And I'm just like, hey, you guys need to talk. Like, seriously, just go sit, go sit outside and talk for a couple mm-hmm. of minutes. A few weeks later, they were building a kitchen in the back of his franchise and Lean Kitchen uh, that started from, you know, ideas and i'm just so happy because that was the first time i'd ever been truly party to a a concept concept being born Mm -hmm. i think there's 22 plus locations now 10 states 7 10 states lean kitchen lean kitchen company shout out lean kitchen company if you're looking for meal prep they deliver jr Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sorry brother if i'm putting you on the spot but i remember he didn't even have a computer and he was on google docs on his phone like Uh, setting up recipes and building out (laughs) templates for his franchise and now they're they're franchisors you know what i mean so um, yeah, so that's that's my connection to the uh, nutrition world. My wife has a soon-to-be nutritionist, but registered nurse and fitness trainer, and then JR and Austin and Lean Kitchen Dude, Company. Doing some good stuff. That's some awesome. amazing stuff, changing changing he, people's he lives. put one out here in Colorado Springs. So, you know, we've talked about it a few times. They do have some in Denver. So okay. if you're out in the Denver market, and I know that you're in Kansas City, if some of you are watching this and hearing yeah, this. that's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're in Kansas City, St. Joseph. Go pick them up. You know, like I said, they're delivering from uh, – you know, they've, they've responded to COVID well. They're, you know, mm-hmm. technology. Austin is awesome with, you know, putting technology at the at the forefront. Um, but, yeah, they may be working on something because, okay. you know, they work really well being in a supplement store mm-hmm. or a gym or something like that because food business is hard all alone no matter what the food is. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, it's just a little sure, strategic yeah. getting that in there. So mm-hmm. we've talked. So stay tuned. So, and, so does he ever come out to Colorado Springs? Um. He was supposed to come for the wedding, so I'm putting you on blast again, Jr. Oh, um, but shit. no, he's you know he has he has a son. I call his son Bam Bam. Okay. Um, and, and 
Yeah, so uh, he he does get out here every now and then, but he's always setting up you know their new franchises. Oh, he's basically their franchise development for sure. yeah. lead, even though he's like the lead chef, and you know he he does it all. But um, in twenty two locations, and when was this conceived? And I don't want to misquote, but um, twenty two plus. 22 I want to say seven. The last time I looked at the at stats. least twenty two. At uh, least twenty two <laughs> locations. When was it conceived? Um, so the idea meal meal prep made ready is what Jr. birthed in 2016. Okay. They partnered at the end of 2016, 2017, launched Lean Kitchen Company, um, and started franchising. I want to say 2018 is when they started an FDD. Oh, wow. So maybe 2017. You know, That's they they were cool. quick to market. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just I I love business because business mm-hmm. is relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you get to see, you know. <laughs> Sorry, JR, I'm using you as an example. And I'll talk about another Missouri example because in my coaching business, you know, I have a lawn care company that, you know, we launched, you know, last year and he's in the six-figure revenue range already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's putting snow removal to, to his business and just what does that look like? How much is equipment? Can we finance mm-hmm. that equipment now? Because we've been in business for a while. So just having those kinds of conversations. But JR was working at a call center when he launched. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> Making calls all night and cooking all, all, all morning. So, cool. so, yeah, you, you know, anything's possible and... When you find something that you love, you know, spatially or in a relationship way, and you turn it into something that you can do, you mm-hmm. can profit from, I mean, the sky's the limit. Um, and, you know, if you are unbarred from having a genuine relationship, and that's what technology does, you know, I, I can interact with someone in India to help mm-hmm. build a product. I can learn from someone in China. I can develop with someone in Africa. And that mastermind that we discussed is now international. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, oh, and wow, okay. Getting my MBA uh, here at UCCS in 2021 um, in a- international business and marketing, you know, you learn about uh, the different things that one product, and I'm thinking a digital product, is touched, you know, in four different countries before we receive it as a consumer. And I just, man, globalization. And I know people mm-hmm. have their different arguments. and Oh, know, for sure, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that, you know, brains from all over the country can be in the same room, mm-hmm. whether it's a virtual room or physical. Um, yeah, and then with the metaverse. <laughs> and dude. I know people have their own arguments on there too. <laughs> dude, but I mean, it, it's, it's, I, it's I, coming. I love it. And like, I think it's, it's, it's a great thing. And I think people in the 1800s, they feared trains because they thought you couldn't go that fast. Right. So. Or, or they, <laughs> exactly. You know, not only it, conceive, <laughs> believe, and achieve, right? Yeah. So if you don't think you can fly, you never will. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's huge. So the, the metaverse, man, that's a whole new mm-hmm. new world. And I talked to my cousin. In real estate, too? <laughs> I mean, dude, there's real estate in the metaverse selling I, for millions yeah. of dollars. Selling for millions. I mean, millions. the minimum cost for a, a, a one-by-one plot in Sandbox, which is a, mm-hmm. a, a specific metaverse, you can hopefully find it for $3,000. Like that's that's what you're paying. But what's cool, you can actually like I told you a little bit about what I'm gonna pivot into. Sure, sure. I could lease out these lands and, and put different companies in them. Absolutely. Uh, and also develop them for them as well. Oh, so dude, and like... then, <laughs> NFTs for rewards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a well, good. Well, technically, bl- these plots are are NFTs if you think about it. Like, right. They're on the blockchain. You actually buy them on an NFT site, Op- OpenSea. You know, so. <laughs> but what if that was one of your rewards, though? You yeah. know what I mean? Like when when they finish or they're a certain level, we'll talk. We'll talk. Oh, I'm so yeah, excited, yeah. dude. You, you you got something going right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pumped on that. So, yeah. So yeah, man. Uh, so with the with the speaking and the coaching, what 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 does the business look like? That how do you juggle that? Like sure. With with the real estate, does is that really much time consuming or sure. is that minimal time consuming? Yeah. So real estate is time consuming, especially in this market. So like I 
said a little bit earlier is I've pivoted to my personal focus in my real estate business is agent attraction. So mm -hmm. if you're interested in real estate, whether it's buying, selling, investing, mm -hmm. becoming a licensed agent, I just want to talk to you about the exit strategies, what's worked for me, what hasn't. You know, mm -hmm. I haven't had all successes in real estate or out of uh, business in general. I've learned a lot and I, I love to share that. And like I was saying earlier, I have four little sisters. So from mm -hmm. the age of seven years old, I've been investing in, in the generation behind me in a literal and metaphorical sense mm -hmm. because um, I, I give them all and they've always told me and people who are close to me like, you need to be sharing this. You know, you need to give this motivation to others. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not... You know, I'm not Eric Thomas. Like, I'm not going to be like <laughs> E.T., but... I, or did you desire to be, though? I desired to help people. Okay. You know, my, my personal mission is to inspire generations by leading people to be purposeful and healthy. Okay, so whatever you need to do to make that happen, you're it, willing to do Exactly, and you know, for me, that was service in uniform, and it took me studying who I was and who I wasn't to actually get to that mission. Um, and, and my vision was building a platform in real estate because, number one, you know, before NFTs and, and crypto, real estate was making the most millionaires, right? But sure. um, as a data analyst and a professional intelligence officer, mm -hmm. I studied historical trends and I wanted to make sure that I aligned myself with trends that would be most successful for myself and now for soon sure. to be family. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So um, being able to build something allowed me to share more. So mm -hmm. not only have I had success and failure in franchising, I've had success and failure in investing. I had success and failure in flips, wholesaling. Why did I go get my license? I had success and failure transitioning from the military. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now that I've done it, done it wrong, done it well, I feel like I have the authority to speak where when my sisters would get motivated or a really good friend of mine would leave a conversation and say, dude, I just did this because you said that. That was in confidence of friendship. Mm -hmm. I am a firm believer of learning. Like I said, you learn before you earn. And I felt like I still had a lot to learn uh, about myself and business. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say this to anyone that's thinking about getting in business or there's an idea tugging at the back of their head. Like, don't wait. Mm -hmm. um, I, I definitely took a conservative route, but that's because you know, in my profession, I measured the most likely course of action, the most dangerous course of action. What are going to be the pitfalls and, and what um, are... Swap analysis. <laughs> exactly. And then now there's a Taos, you know, mm -hmm. so you flip that around and you want to see what are going to be some of the opportunities that intersect with options you don't choose. So now you're looking at cost-benefit mm -hmm. analysis. So, you know, before I get, you know, analysis paralysis, I do make a decision, but I try to make the most uh, informed decision. Uh, mm -hmm. So doing that, real so you're estate you're, was the you're balancing because you, you recognize that analysis paralysis is a real thing. Is a real thing, and I've been a I've been a victim of it. <laughs> Me you know, too, yeah. Launch, launching this coaching business, for example, and it's it's more of a speaking business because I do coach one on one clients, but mm -hmm. a lot of times that turns into who wants to talk real estate. The mindset coaching that's just me being a friend to someone. I call it being a battle mm -hmm. buddy. Um, my time has become more valuable, so there is a cost structure that I apply to that. If uh, we build a relationship and you've done the coaching milestones that I've created for you, and we still text and talk, like you're my friend now. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't, you know what I mean? I've, exactly, sure. but you know, having success coaching real estate agents, agents becoming performers or working through deals that they were uncomfortable working before, mm -hmm. um, seeing people make financial decisions. And, you know, I, I do want to shout out my, my cousin, Tanya Rapley Flash, because um, she's a millennial money expert. You know, she just celebrated her first million dollar year in revenue. Nice. Um, personal brand has made, you know, significant income, but she puts a battery in my back. You know, she hypes me up mm -hmm. because she is living proof that someone's going to listen, uh, but more importantly, someone needs to hear it. You know, now with her being a mom and working businesses, her audience is different, but the platform she has built 
financial education is the same. So for me, real estate is my business freedom. That's what's created it for mm -hmm. me. That's where I started coaching. So if someone calls me and they are thinking about starting a business about an app, I won't go into too much detail, but we're funding someone right now for an app that's going to help with a drink service. We'll leave it that, mm -hmm. that simple. Um, I have looked at enough businesses, enough profit and losses, uh, different types of franchises to know if something is viable. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a big enough network where I can lean on people who are doing it in different industries, whether it's apps, whether it's franchising, mm -hmm. whether it's real estate, whether it's um, supplement business, fast food business. Um, so I can always pull from that. So that mastermind we talked about mm -hmm. is extremely important. Um, mm -hmm. And then that experience in real estate and coaching those clients has allowed me to see things in a positive light. Well, if the closing isn't going to close, what's my alternative? You know, if the buyer, you know, if something happened in the buyer's funding because they bought a brand new Mercedes Benz or Ford Raptor truck right before closing, how mm. do we respond to that? So uh, the resiliency of being a military professional and then uh, a successful real estate professional allows me to coach in different avenues and, and communities. And then I'll be completely honest with you, brother. Uh, working with Pikes Peak United Way and the lead program and building out some of that stuff and working those food distributions really inspired me to get out of my own way. You mm -hmm. know, that imposter syndrome, I don't deserve to say this. You know, I didn't have that authority to say this, but in reality mm -hmm. we do. And that's what I, that message was for people who are thinking about something. Take that step because you don't need an MBA. I mm -hmm. thought I did. You don't need all the money from, you know, a military experience. I thought I did. Um, there's mm -hmm. tools for you. There's resources for you. There is options to get funding. When you mm -hmm. seek funding and you have a good idea, the funding will be there if you you know mm -hmm. you say it to the right community. Um, ex or if you you're persistent enough, that's for sure. exactly <laughs> you will get no's. You know, yeah. and it takes a while to people. It takes a while for other people to see visions. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll share another example, and this is for people who might feel stagnant or analysis paralysis because. Um, I remember when I got out the military, I had a couple of buddies, you know, pilot, logistics officer getting out with me. And I was telling them like, hey, let's get into some of these real estate deals. I really think you mm -hmm. can benefit from this, you know. And they just didn't see it. And now, you know, three, five years later, they see it and they're getting involved. And of course, but how has the real estate market changed? You mm -hmm. know, Colorado Springs raged almost 30% in some areas year over year. So, you know, mm -hmm. it, when I was talking to this, talking this to them in 2015, 2016, um, but everyone sees at their own pace. And as a coach, it's taught me that patience because I can sit with someone who understands it, but they don't see it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted to say a little bit earlier about visionaries and integrators. You know, as uh, you build partnerships and masterminds happen, you want to make sure you have someone who's a visionary and even in relationships, right? My mm -hmm. wife is is an integrator. You tell her what to do, she gets it done. And I don't mean that in, in, in any slight of way, but um, she focuses on a mission and she's going to complete mm -hmm. that task uh, where I can be a visionary. Man, mm -hmm. that's a really good idea. You know, but, oh, that's a really good idea, too. Yeah. And if we put those together, but, you know, my time in the military and then franchising, you have to roll up your sleeves and get it done. So you can straddle in between that visionary and integrator, but it's important to find someone that's an integrator if you're a visionary. Mm -hmm. uh, Walt Disney had, like, a, a brother, I think, who was the integrator, and Walt Disney was the... Drawing on paper towel. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, on, on napkins. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you, you finding that, that relationship. And, and, again, that's something that... Um, a lesson I pass down and I, I like to share is because business is relationships. So mm -hmm. um, relationships end. So do businesses. And mm -hmm. sometimes when you... So do lives. <laughs> amen. And I hope no one's that's listening does soon because there's a lot out here to get, you know. Mm -hmm. And when something ends, it's it's should be used as an opportunity uh, to grow. Mm -hmm. um, and when you do grow into the space you're supposed to, it's a little bit easier. 
Now you're gonna have your challenges. You're gonna stay up late. You're gonna hit road bumps. You know, obstacle oh, yeah. is the way. Ryan Holiday is one of my favorite authors. I like uh, him too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's great. You know, and and it will be a challenge, but sometimes um, you know you're moving in the right direction because uh, things fall into line. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're working with the purpose, it's funny though how things just fall in the line when you believe in yourself. <laughs> that's where you have to start. Yeah. You know, you have to be the first domino. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to line the rest of them up, but they won't fall until you push them. Mm -hmm. You know. So absolutely, when you believe in yourself, things can change. Everything mm -hmm. changes, actually. Yeah, and it's it's cool that you brought up the Think and Grow Rich because when I was in in Vegas, the second uh, event that I did there, well, it was like the third or fourth actually. I did a bunch. I got I was there for one, and I got hired for like three more. Nice, it's pretty nice. Cool. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to be. And, and like uh, the 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 last one was called Ultimate Wealth Camp. Uh, okay. And Sharon Lecter was there, who okay. who co co-authored. Uh, uh, rich dad poor dad she also wrote think and grow rich for women nice like, and it was i mean it wasn't just like the title she wrote she actually got it approved by the napoleon hill foundation sure not approved i think she's part of the board for that or something like that yeah I don't know. she's involved yeah <laughs> yeah and then uh mark victor hansen was there as well too who did the chicken soup or not chicken soup but yeah chicken soup for the soul i think okay i think that's what it's called do you know what i'm talking about i do yeah yeah and, and th those two people were there but it was just interesting like that you brought up the think and grow rich because i was just like in the presence of one of the writers of it. <laughs> Dude, you got, yeah, I mean, I'll reread it with you, man. No yeah. joke. Like, seriously, you'll, you'll get to Mastermind Alliance and, you, and you'll I'm want re, to. I'm re-listening to it right now, actually. Good to, <laughs> good to know. But, you know, you know, I, I digressed a little bit because I just wanted to talk about what led mm -hmm. to some of that, that coaching um, and, and what is really happening behind that business because it's my, yeah. my newest business, you know. And um, when I was working with Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center here in Colorado Springs, I was helping people write resumes, preparing for interviews. Mm -hmm. And dude, the sense of fear and, you know, a 25 year retiring master sergeant is, or sergeant major is afraid that he's not going to be valuable in the outside world. And it's just the mentality, mm -hmm. you know? So it, it wasn't that you have to have a bunch of skills or have a, a, a really specialty niche to you be successful. You want to teach these people that they could still hold that community uh, service, I guess you could say. Absolutely. Uh, and not being, they can retire. They can, uh, yeah, they can there's nothing retire. to be afraid of <laughs> and not even retire. I mean, what about, you know, I didn't retire. There's veterans did three years and they're ready to get out, but they don't know mm -hmm. anything else or they did it right after high school and, and not just veterans, you know, mm -hmm. anyone, you know, mm -hmm. they, they got into food services right after high school and they don't think they can make a career shift, you know? So uh, me having those experiences, I finally felt like it was time to step out and, you know, mm -hmm. you know w what Speak Inspired does. And like I said, my inspirational coach for the social media handles will, you know, help help federal resumes. So if you're a veteran or just someone looking to seek federal employment, I am 10 step certified to be a veteran coach for uh, federal resumes and federal job coaching. Mm. Um, the you're mindset. In, you're in the right city. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and you'd be, you know, these, these veterans are getting out of the military with top secret security clearances. 10 years of very specified work and then thinking that, you know, I, I have no opportunity outside of contracting mm -hmm. when, the, you know, whether it's launching a business, getting into real estate, getting a, with an organization that values what you did in the military, but you might be doing it in a project management field. Mm -hmm. But just learning how to translate those massive skills you have and experiences into assets for, mm -hmm. you know, the, the private sector. And that's something that's Easier said than done sometimes because the mindset is where you start. Yeah. So, you know, that that's where I'm big at mindset, um, resume coaching, and then the speaking portion. That just has, you know, a lot of people say talking or speaking comes natural. I don't think speaking comes natural. Talking can yeah. come natural. Yeah. But speaking, creating a concept, delivering the concept quickly, 
concisely and then prompting positive feedback is a challenge, you know, mm-hmm. but um, it's the newest challenge I've taken on and I love it, you know, whether it's diversity, equity, inclusion, like with the lead program in mm-hmm. Pikes Peak United Way, and I'm speaking on that topic specifically, or just how to carry yourself in a conversation or interview skills, mm-hmm. um, speaking to audiences about how to better themselves, man, it gets me going. You know what I mean? Even I more tell. than <laughs> <laughs> it gets me going. So, you know, that, I know I've kind of dwelled on, on speak inspired, but that's because no, I wanted you to, I, was, I, I like that. Yeah. I appreciate you, you that. You were passionate it, about it. So exactly. Let's lean into it. And, and I, I, I chase my passions, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I don't let passions lead me, but I chase them, mm-hmm. you know. We, we kind of started uh, talking our personal conversation about it, something you were passionate about, and that's what you're leaning into. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, it's work. It's always work, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you trade time, value, skills, talents, or ability for a dollar, it's work because that's how we view work, but uh, it's less cumbersome when it's something mm-hmm. that you're passionate about. What's crazy about that, that idea uh, is... When I was in high school, I told you that it's something I wanted to go into college for. Mm-hmm. Literally up until about two months ago, I thought it was something that was impossible without college. Yeah. And then something opened my eyes up about a couple months ago that, holy cow, I can do this. I can, I, I have the skills. <laughs> it's a mindset, dude. <laughs> it, you have more than the skills. And, yeah. and you're gonna, you can be a leader in that space yeah. and help others get the into it. The thing that I've noticed with it, too, I know we're, we're sounding mysterious right now. Maybe <laughs> it's that, coming, maybe though. It's good. coming, I promise. <laughs> I've noticed looking into the, the, spending over 150 hours in the last like month uh, just studying this stuff. Literally almost everyone in the field aren't entrepreneurial mindset. Like they they think they got to go work for a company. Yeah. And that's the, that, that's why I thought about the college thing. But that's you know? <laughs> but foregoing college in that sense, though, has mm-hmm. allowed you to see that. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? You, so, yeah. You're going to bring way different experiences than the mm-hmm. cookie cutter, you know, person yeah. that's going to be your peer in that and space. And what's cool about that, that's also beneficial for me because now I got a lot of people who I can hire. <laughs> exactly. And, and you see it. And, you know, we'll take it way back because. Um, when I get passionate, I get going, but you asked me how I balance all that. So, yeah, yeah. um, I'm huge documenter. You see, I have my notepad here. I have a few things in my one note. Mm-hmm. We talked about, you know, storage and stuff like that recently, but you know, in my home office and at, at work, I have whiteboards all over the place. You know, I like that's to... funny. You said that <laughs> I don't have whiteboards, but I have white walls and I just Ooh. bought a bunch of, uh, washable markers nice i bought a bunch of washable so markers. i i have to see it man as you can see I, if i if i see a rabbit hole i'm digging in it you know what i mean actually so. yesterday i wrote <laughs> i wrote on my wall which is a quote i posted on facebook uh by carl young and it's like you are what you do not what you say you'll do mm. and like i just wrote that front and center like mm. Preach. <laughs> it's, a That's good, deep. it's a good it's a good good That's yeah. deep. so for me, I'm a big documenter. You know, mm-hmm. in my profession in the military, you have to document everything, and then you shred it or you burn it because you know mm-hmm. the sensitivity of it. But you know, when you're building such detailed analysis, you you have to go back and look at it. You know, so that's where I kind of started using OneNote in the first place. Um, and then I'm a planner guy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I know it's cheesy, but I will use the you know the three gratitude prompts. I will do the daily planner and uh, stick to that because, um, again. A guy of systems, right? Mm-hmm. I, I am a creature of habit, uh, raised by a uh, retired Army veteran, served in the military, started franchising. And then when I got into real estate, you know, as a licensed agent, I, lo- I look for the best training and the best systems, you know. And now the brokerage I'm with, you know, I'm with EXP Realty, um, their technology and their systems, you know, mm-hmm. leaders in, in the space. Uh, so and don't they have like a stock that's been going crazy? Yeah. So yeah, it's <laughs> definitely. I think it jumped up to one forty. Well, you know. And then there was a glitch back. like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but it's it's technology and you know even with uh, the newness of it, there seems to be an understanding. Mm-hmm. So you can tell in the back office that they're really 
working with uh, the engineers to understand the product because mm-hmm. you know as we move into this virtual space I you know I'm part of an organization called Game Changers in the real estate community and we meet virtually and we just you know Anthony is my sponsor and we just <laughs> had a meeting virtually mm-hmm. in the in the um, EXP world and I could see him that, so so that leads me an idea. Uh, that we, that we could talk about afterwards. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just just because of the name of it. <laughs> yeah. And and that's and that's what I was kind of talking about too. You know, I have I have mm-hmm. a, a group of friends that are working on a product to uh, help the communication between all these platforms. Mm-hmm. So I think you I think you'd fit right in with that with nice. with what we were talking about. Um, but that also uh, c- confuses me about uh, real estate. So maybe you can clear this up for me. Sure. Uh, you have true loyalty, but you're under EXP. Sure. Sure. So True Loyalty Properties is my investment firm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I launched. Uh, that's They're completely separate from me. 100% okay. separate. True Loyalty Properties does not transact real estate. There's no license held within that organization. If there's a transaction made, it's done by True Loyalty Properties LLC mm-hmm. or one of myself or my partner, again, my wife. And then we do have an acquisitions manager who's authorized uh, to sign contracts but you know wouldn't fund the deal without my approval. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's purchases. Um, and sales. So that's my personal business. When I buy a property and I'm going to hold it for you know more than two years, I'm going to let it sit in that um, company or that holding. Um, real estate with Ernest is with EXP, and that's my license brokerage. I Got am it. a licensed agent. I represent others on their transactions mm-hmm. um, and get paid a commission to do so. Um, that's where I hang my license. You hear a lot of realtors say they hang their license at, at such and such broker. Mm-hmm. Um, as an independent agent, I can work by myself and then still use their resources mm-hmm. some opportunities to join a team um you know that's a job mm-hmm. and you clock in you clock out and of course there's some freedom because you're in the real estate community um mm-hmm. but that's a difference true loyalty properties is my investment firm a real estate with Ernest or Ernest re shambly mm-hmm. llc um is my transaction business nice okay yeah that's something that's uh, confused confuses me a little sure. bit there's a lot of things about real estate that probably confuse sure me. <laughs> and I'll, I'll take it one step further because another thing i did in, in colorado springs and I, I talked about jay-z once already and i i i'm from new york you know yeah okay. uh, new york bread but um you know he owns businesses out the wazoo but you'll still hear or read an article about mm-hmm. him taking the vp job at puma for basketball or the president job for def jam so mm-hmm. he's not afraid to work on his businesses build brands personal brands but still serve different mm-hmm. organizations so that's what i did you know with mount carmel with uh, pikes peak united way but i did work for a company called boxer property locally here in colorado springs okay. and we managed um leased out managed purchased acquired it was mm-hmm. a really cool commercial real estate property but um about two hundred thousand square foot of commercial real estate here in colorado springs um, okay. so that experience uh, putting that into my business and some of those systems and things like that um some of the relationships mm-hmm. from leasing out commercial space that you build there are other business owners that you're connecting with uh, so just adding that layer to my business has been a huge help especially on the coaching side because um, those relationships with those business owners have referred me a lot of their friends who just want to get a lease on a new spot mm-hmm. and get their business up and going yeah sometimes starting an llc and getting your ein is daunting mm-hmm. you know what i mean unless you know somebody no, that's no it. it shouldn't be because it's really freaking easy <laughs> it, you know what i mean but you go to you go to dunn and brad street number and now you're on some paid website and you're like why did i just spend 119 dollars like whoa you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like just being able to walk through that process with people gives them the confidence to say okay i'm gonna at least start off on the right foot the mm-hmm. next best step kind of like see that's where i'm it. saying I, I missed a lot of uh uh, things when I started, like I, I registered the LSC, but I sure. just learned about the the Duns thing. Duns of Bradstreet, build the I credit. I just, just learned about that like two like a month ago. Because when I was actually not even a month ago, but like I said, I went to that that business thing that the uh, in Vegas. Uh, 
one of the things he was talking about, how it's like personal credit, business credit. Sure. And I was like, I didn't even think about business credit. <laughs> we got to sit down more, man. We got to gotta <laughs> hang out more. And that's, you know, I, I talked briefly about MoCuts. Mm -hmm. um, that's a company that I'm coaching out in Kansas City. Nice. Your stomping ground. Yeah. Uh, it's lawn, lawn services and, and snow removal. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the process. You know, the very My first... brother's starting a company in Kansas City. Right Perfect. Now, so. We can connect them. You know, I know that he's looking, he, mm -hmm. he's crushing it right now. And he's always looking for help, right? For... People to do the service, or right now the snow removal. He's he's loading up mm -hmm. his team to do that. Um, but you know, the first lawnmower he bought was personal. He swiped you know his card. Now mm -hmm. you know we have a Paydex score. We've yeah, got these cameras right here. Uh, <laughs> that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So and, and but now that he has a Duns and Bradstreet, mm -hmm. you know, now he's able to flex that big business credit. Mm -hmm. And you know, in my experiences, I've had to make purchases from different vendors, and now I understand the reporting system, so I can help a client uh, of mine or a friend, depending on what their business relationship is, um, build this credit that instead of, you know, I shouted out my cousin earlier, her and her husband started a Turo fleet, you mm -hmm. know, and instead of using your personal credit, which she's very privy to this, she's, you know, someone I look up to for financial guidance, nice. um, use you know, your business credit. And that's mm -hmm. going to take you, you know, you might get a higher interest rate, but it's not impacting your personal credit at all. You're able to leverage it a little bit more. Um, and it's an additional credit that utilization that you're not using. So, exactly. you know, it, it, it's really cool if you follow some of these steps. And then again, for my veterans, man, I missed all those steps. The ones you're talking okay. about, like, <laughs> but I jumped in head first because I thought franchises had everything. Mm -hmm. But you can use, you can buy a franchise with the veteran small business loan. You mm -hmm. can invest into different Why couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so... It's those things you just don't, th you don't know what you don't know. So. <laughs> and, you know, not saying that I've made it, you know, I, mm -hmm. you saw my post recently. So there's some, a lot of targets that I've missed or I feel personally behind on, but that's what targets are for, right? What did, what did they say? Uh, what has someone said? Someone said recently, you know, being a business, being an entrepreneur is something about like, you're just failing all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Literally. <laughs> but you don't fail until you stop. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And something that I learned from challenging businesses, um, is sometimes when you stop, you don't it's fail until, that's, that's how you got to look at investing as well, too. Like, you know, like if you put some money in and it goes down, like, especially with crypto, <laughs> yeah. like they call it, you got to hodl your life. <laughs> yeah. Entrepreneurship is one big hodl. <laughs> it is. It is. And, you know, entrepreneurship is a term that, you know, for example, my it's a buzzword. For it, sure. it is a buzzword, <laughs> just like, you know, EDI or diversity, equity, inclusion is right now, even though they're important and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the power behind them are extremely valuable, but, um, that's why I like to call myself a business leader. I, definitely, I'm an entrepreneur. I have started, mm -hmm. lost, built, you know, changed businesses mm -hmm. and enterprises, but um, business is a relationship. You know, I keep saying that, but uh, it's important, whether it's real estate, whether it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's visual uh, assets, um, whether it's freaking chocolate. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a relationship, you know, yeah. and, and how you handle That's that why this podcast, that's why doing a podcast works so well for a business. Uh, I actually, uh, maybe we could talk about this too. Maybe I've already talked with you about this, how I have an idea to franchise this uh, podcast Nice uh, for different, like the Kansas City business yep. podcast, the Dallas, Texas business podcast, or, you know, whatever you want to say. It. Right, right. <laughs> or, you know, and like, basically it would, it would come like you would obviously have the franchiser like up front and like money you put up. Sure. But that money goes back into the equipment you need. That money goes obviously for, uh, the franchise, you know, sure. and obviously profits for 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 me. <laughs> Absolutely, royalties, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it, but it also uh, comes with like the first year. I'm there coaching you every month. You know what to do. This how to build up. 
how to build these systems that we that I've had to build for this. Absolutely. How to do this switching, like you know, like all this extra technical stuff that I can help you, and how to how to get your name out there, how to build out the profile, how to book the people because at first you're, you're having to spend hours finding people for your show but you get to a point where you don't even i haven't had to reach out to someone to be a guest on the show for like six months right like it's just that you know it's systemized <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> and and th- th- that's a great point um mm-hmm. for example i know I, I, i'll lean on my experience although i have some experience with other franchises my prominent experience is with rocky mountain chocolate factory the Moment you walk into a Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory again, you know certain locations are challenged, but you receive a sample, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's ingrained into you as an owner or a manager of a location because that simple systemized mm-hmm. function creates the initiation of that relationship, mm-hmm. right? So whether it's my business card in real estate or a sample in my chocolate store, mm-hmm. um, I'm initiating that that relationship in a, in a positive way and franchising systemizes that right mm-hmm. so i think that's a brilliant yeah, idea and see and the the idea the reason why i brought that up is because i think you can be in indie any industry whether you're a photographer mm-hmm. whether you're a real estate agent whether you sell a product that's like small and maybe you've only sold a hundred of them sure uh whatever whatever business if you start a business podcast or just a, a like a podcast with this kind of idea where you're meeting people you're talking to people but you're also giving back sure because uh, that's what a lot of this com- this podcast does it it's is. about community it's about giving giving shedding light on people in the community you know like in a, in a high quality way that's really not done by anyone else right that i think that i that i've that i've not just think i've searched <laughs> and the business focus of it man yeah. especially here in colorado springs we're, we're turning into a nice little mecca of Exactly, you know, a millennial business. A business. It may even be like the the business capital of the world. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, yeah. I'm from New York, so <laughs> I, you know, hard, hard to say. But yeah, yeah. I, I do have you know a, a, a weird love for Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not from here as a military brat. I never got to choose where I was gonna be. And mm-hmm. then in the military, I got my orders and I went there. So you know, when Nancy and I were you know finally moving, we were so close to going to Kansas City. We literally mm-hmm. stopped the truck in Kansas City. And we're like, you know what? This just doesn't feel right. You know, we mm-hmm. prayed on it and we kept going to Colorado. Um, but What's interesting is if you did stay in Kansas City, we probably would have even never met, even though that's where I'm from. Oh, uh, very just, true. We would have just literally <laughs> yeah, ships it's, in the night. It's literally. interesting because I didn't start networking or even like putting myself out there until I was in Colorado Springs. Sure. Although I did start the business in Kansas City. Yeah. I think it's even still registered in Missouri, actually. Nice. <laughs> nice. nice. But but uh, it's also registered in Colorado, too. No. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't even see this. I don't know the logistics of that. I don't even know if that's legal. I think it is. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you, de- you definitely could. Or you could have just foreign filed you know, yeah. your city and you know, your, your existing business. But mm-hmm. again, that that's stuff that like you don't you don't know it unless you know it. Mm-hmm. And I no longer want to be in they call them the, in the Intel community stovepiping. You know, mm-hmm. I have a lot of information now, you know, and now I feel I have a lot of information, experiences, perspectives that when I share them, I'm like, wow, this isn't just for me. It's not just to hear myself talk. Mm-hmm. It's actually empowering people, inspiring uh, people. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just been an amazing journey from, you know, a life of service in the military to figuring out how can I still serve? You know, mm-hmm. is it in the political, not political, excuse me, nonprofit realm? Um, is it in the for-profit realm? Is it in the real estate community? Am I out there handing out food, which I love to do? Food distributions at Pikes Peak United Way, man. They're they're military operations. You nice. know, shout out Elizabeth Cavado, mm-hmm. who's the uh, director of community impact over there. You know, she's a former military officer, West Point grad, and she runs that thing like a darn you know mm-hmm. operation. And we're feeding. You know, last time I did the stats, we fed over 1.6 million pounds of food to Colorado Springs. You know, Sierra High School, Centennial Elementary. For a while, they were at Mitchell, and you know, pff, imagine how many people weren't working during COVID that we were able to make sure they had food on mm-hmm. their table. So. 
that's awesome. relationship, you know, and that's a real estate relationship. I, I built that relationship through real estate connection through UCCS. And mm-hmm. now, you know, yeah. So business is relationship, man. I firmly believe that. Yeah, dude, I, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and, and like we're in a relational type of business environment here in sure. Colorado Springs. Some some cities like Denver, maybe even New York are more transactional. Sure. Uh, and but I think business as a whole is changing to the relational side because of uh, things like social media, technology advances, where we have to focus back on that. I was listening to, while I was setting everything up before you came in here, I was listening to this Vsauce episode okay. uh, with Michael Stevens, who's from the Kansas City actually area. I found that out like a while when I did some research on him. Nice. Uh, but he's got like one of the biggest educational YouTube channels. If you haven't heard of Vsauce, check it out. <laughs> but uh, he just re- did like one like a few months ago. It was like 30 minutes about like the future of reasoning. Okay. And like how like we've developed like when when we when we're talking to people like we we can ask a question and like reasoning goes as far as questioning goes kind of as far as that but he he was basically saying like because of social like we we've we've developed these reasoning things but because in like there was original like types of reasoning that we had that we're going to have to lean back onto now uh which is more like having social groups come together and discussing ideas uh because just the, the the reasoning has changed completely because of social media. Anyone can go on there and say something without even having a thought, you know, like expressing those, those like it's just, it's it's not working and it's actually right. destroying our society in a lot of ways. Um, though it also is, has lots of benefits as well too. Right. So it's like now we have to develop ways on top of that, which actually just go back to how we did it originally. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. A- absolutely and you know I-, I think about in your business right now you know moving to a virtual format we could have easily i could have sat in the comfort of my room we could have threw on mm-hmm. some screens and probably had a very similar conversation if i would have had the sure. technology but there's the rapport building that mm-hmm. it- it is necessary and, and honestly the- there i do have s- some uh counters for f- sure. for for that specifically for my podcast uh, first one being we've never done one virtually. <laughs> it, you know, because it, it, it's it's hard, right? How do you communicate through a screen the way we are? Yeah. How do I feel your energy? How do I know? Yeah. So and, and it, it does work, and we could still have a good conversation. But also, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. I, when when you come on this like COS Business Podcast, I want it to be an experience, not not just for the audience, but like the guest. I want the guest to experience. You know, you come downtown to like this business environment. Right. It's snowing outside for today. It's a beautiful day. We got first day of the year. We got some snow. Yeah, first snow of the winter. <laughs> right? It's been dry. <laughs> and, and so it's like there's that experience. But, you know, who, who knows? There's other things too, like like maybe even like pheromones like, sure. that, that we're picking up like or, when or, you're in person. Like. Exactly. <laughs> and, and like you said, the reasoning has to go back back to the beginning. So my point to that was mm-hmm. how, how do we change? How is technology changing businesses? But then how do we go back to the basics? So instead of just jumping on a call, if we do this virtually, we're probably going to jump on 30 minutes before mm-hmm. and rehearse it a little bit more. But since I was here, we can do it while we're chatting. You know, we can chat yeah. downstairs. So it exactly. just adds, you know, a, a different layer of, of human, which we'll never be able to, well, we'll never say never, right? There's a lot of stuff going on, but that that human interaction is huge and you can't fake it through a screen. You can get it done. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what businesses are figuring out. How do I add technology to my business mm-hmm. and capitalize? That's where I think the metaverse comes into play. A lot of people see dystopian. I don't see dystopian. <laughs> but A lot know, of people are pessimists. That's unfortunately. true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I've I've experienced VR. I have a VR headset. Nice. Uh, actually, nice. I think I've seen you on the Oculus. Do you have an Oculus? I've I have a, a program. Nancy is supposed to be getting me a new one. We'll uh, see. Okay. We'll see. Well, Remember, I have little sisters. Like, if you have an Oculus, <laughs> if you have an Oculus, you know exactly which of your friends have an Oculus yeah, yeah. on Facebook. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Uh, on Meta. <laughs> yeah, Meta. Excuse me. Right. <laughs> and I always say they were down for all those. De- 
hours that day because they were switching over servers, man. Uh, okay. I, that's my that's my bet. I'd I, I'd I'd cash out on that. But I I I, I see 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 the potential in it. Like I love. I've always like I've experienced VR a few years ago, and I've always wanted an Oculus. I finally got one a couple months ago. Nice. Uh, and I'm like, just excited about it. But that's actually kind of what led me down to the route that I'm going to right now, in a way. Just because what it is actually very creepy, weird how real it feels inside mm. inside there. Right. And we don't even have like haptic gloves. Like once, Not yet. They're coming. Like once you can actually – it will feel like you are shaking that person's hand yep. and your brain won't know the difference. Yeah. That's the tricky – that's the crazy that, part right there. That, that's, <laughs> that's how awesome our brains are in this technology is. But, you know, and I, I love you say that because I, I – don't think it's too far off. Maybe 2023, where I'm regularly on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. logging into my mm-hmm. EXP team. You know, managing my yeah. buyers agents and, and listing agents in yeah. a virtual format. See, I still, even even though like I, I see where where it's going, I still think it's a couple years, maybe even a little bit more than that. Just for the visual portion, but we're, visual we're hosting portion. meetings in there now, brother. Okay. Like there's yeah. meeting rooms where, and I'd love to show you sometime, but you know, you walk into a meeting room and it, it's a cone of silence once two people enter the same blue zone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can sit down, you have... Is it in VR? No, not yet. They're working on it. Is though. it capable of VR? It is. Okay. So EXP um, founder also owns a company called Verbella mm-hmm. and they're working on a lot of that functionality mm-hmm. because it's... A world, you know, you're immersed in the world, but they do want to connect that VR mm-hmm. because, like I said, I around this time next year, mm-hmm. a few months into the year, I'd imagine. I do think, shaking a client's hand. In I VR. do think the hardware is too clunky right now. That's why I say that. Like, I can't wear the Oculus for more than 15 minutes. Yeah. Like my my skull, like my sockets on my bones, they feel like there's a an ache. I, sure. Like there's an ache there. That's I guess the best way to describe it. Well, and and also like, if I'm playing like a game that's like a lot of motion, like. I actually had to take a nap after playing one. Interesting. That's not good, you know. Like interesting. I know I'm just one anecdotal case study, but like that's that's not. Share good. that with them though. Remember, it's relationship. <laughs> Business yeah. is relationship and problem solving. So um, that sounds like a problem to be solved, whether it's an engineer mm-hmm. working on the physical or um, oh, putting yeah. them in glasses. I've seen a lot of. It's uh, got to be a lot more lightweight, and yeah. we're getting that. And you have one of the newer ones, so mm-hmm. it has the rubber. Yes, it yeah, does. Yeah. Yes, so, so, so it's yeah, supposed to be more comfortable, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it's supposed to be. But <laughs> and you know, I honestly, I'm a type of guy who who's like, oh, I just gotta push through it. <laughs> exactly. If, if now I you have this, a headache for all night. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, I'm just like, if if I wear this for a week straight, a few hours a day, I won't even notice it. But you know, I actually haven't even touched my Oculus in like a month. Interesting. Uh, not because I haven't wanted to. I've just been busy. I was sure. out of. I was out for ten days, sure. out of state for ten days. I have been back busy nonstop holidays and all this stuff. And like, so it's like, that's the reason why I haven't touched it, but I can actually design things in with my Oculus. It's pretty cool. Dude, you literally <laughs> just said the secret to success though. You said, if I could do this for a couple hour day, a couple hours a day, every week, you know what I mean? Like if you could do anything a couple hours a day, yeah. every week, it would change your life. <laughs> well, I was thinking like, you know, like muscles, you know, like, dude, like I was like, my skull will get used to it. You know, like muscle I'll memory. Adapt. You're absolutely right. We, we adapt. That's it, what we're best at. That's the secret <laughs> to success, man. Put it on the calendar and do it. Uh, yeah. that's, that's the truth man well shoot man we'll start wrapping this up this has sure. been a very uh, good good episode we got a lot of a lot of things that we covered that I sure. think could be helpful for people a very good conversation uh, very good chemistry so that's like always that, helpful absolutely <laughs> and, and yeah so we're, we actually I think this is uh, one of the longest episodes. Uh-oh. One of them. Sorry. No, no, no. I wanted it to be. I'm actually aiming. To, if I can get it to go over an hour, I'm gonna let let it be. That way uh, you can cut it down to an hour, fifty minutes. No, we don't cut. Oh. We don't cut nothing out. Nice. Uh, nice. Like maybe like. There's been a couple times where we had to cut some things, sure. but uh, we we try not to. Uh, 
and that's just kind of how, how you should come into it, knowing that we're not going to cut it. I do, I don't feel it's necessary to explain, although I did have uh, someone, like, in the middle of their episode, they were like, oh, nothing gets cut? <laughs> oh. Like, you, you want me to do more work? <laughs> but, but, yeah. No, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the time. Um, you know, I know we've talked about this a couple times, and it was just that authority. Do, should I go talk about, you know, my success? Am I in the right space to do it? Yeah, I was um, surprised when you told me that you you didn't that you didn't you weren't sure if you you could be a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and a lot of my closest friends and my wife, you know, will get angry and say it to you know I, I'm I consider humility one of my greatest attributes, and mm-hmm. um, some people can see it as a flaw, and sometimes it has become a flaw because um, number one, I don't need the glory; my glory goes mm-hmm. to God. You know, I am a believer, and I, I will talk to that uh, anytime I feel ministry needs to happen, but. Um, if you really believe you have to learn to earn, uh, you focus on the learning. You know, mm-hmm. the earning will come. And then it's me, a side effect. It's a, exactly. If you become valuable, value comes. Now, for me, uh, I had to really learn and I had to seek coaching to do this. How do, how do I convert this value into money? Because I love giving away information. You can mm-hmm. go find it on the internet, I'll send you a link. But not everyone has mined data, created programs, and has it in a deliverable format. And that's valuable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was uh, definitely something that has uh, shifted my perspective and how I can impact lives. Now mm-hmm. I'm not just, you know, talking to one person. Now I can create a program that is, uh, first of all, you know, this is a business podcast, so creating revenue mm-hmm. in per- perpetuity, but also impacting someone's life 10 years from now, mm-hmm. five years from now. Like I said, my mission is to inspire generations by leading people to be purposeful and healthy. Mm-hmm. So if I can do that with technology, with a phone call, with a text, mm-hmm. with a note, I'm going to do it. No, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's 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 true, though. I mean, like, sometimes when we know that we're giving value or sometimes we don't even see the value, there's that, like... It, oh, I know yeah. this. They, you know, <laughs> so, like, it, I, I should just give it away. So, that, yeah. you know, that's a lesson in business because, yeah. like I said, I'm not a businessman. I'm mm-hmm. a business man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I had to make sure that I was checking my P's and Q's mm-hmm. on what were my assets I was giving. I wasn't giving physical products and my time has become more valuable, not just because I think that, but because, you know, I'm a little boy on the way now. Yeah. You know, I've, I'm married now. I've mm-hmm. actually bought, sold, lost, traded, built businesses. So the experience uh, you have, I mean, even if you were having a kid soon, like there's your time was already valuable. <laughs> I appreciate that. But even more so, man, yes. because I, we're so happy. May is going to be a good month for us. 2022 is going to be a great year. I'm excited to see what you do this year, man. You've got some great stuff in the works. Um, I know that Leeds going to want to work with you for each one of our iterations we're going to do two Ooh, this year. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Nice. We hope to get up 25 <laughs> students in each class. So, okay. I mean, that's another way impacting, mm-hmm. you know. How many were in the last one? We have 14. Okay. 14 for the inaugural class. You but, know what I mean? Well, if you need help with bringing people, I can. Yeah, please. Yeah. And, and, and I'll do that now if you don't mind a quick plug. Pikes Peak United Way, um, amazing organization here in the community. They're doing some huge stuff mm-hmm. in 2022. They're celebrating 100 years. Um, you know, I, I worked on the program, but I feel as if I'm part of that family. Mm-hmm. And uh, their lead program, uh, they just got a community uh, impact center. So it's going to be a family success center uh, in Southeast Community. Um, the lead program starts February 2nd this year. It goes through April 20th. So, you know, this is one of those leadership programs where you're going over public speaking skills. Frank Sinclair was one of my instructors, yeah. you know. I love keeping the community involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go over leadership opportunities here in Colorado Springs, uh, and then you get to network with some of those people who have done the leadership programs like Leadership mm-hmm. Pike Peak, uh, Pikes Peak, the ELD program with El Pomar, uh, Colorado Springs Rising Professionals. So you get to get ingrained in that community while learning some really cool skills at a nonprofit organization um, in your community. So... 
we culminated the uh, last lead class with a food distribution. So we took the students out and we distributed mm. to over 260 families uh, over 21,000 pounds of food as a group. You know what yeah. I mean? So um, really cool opportunity there at Pikes Peak United Way. Mm-hmm. That's that's good, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, man. Well, sweet. Yeah, let's 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 start wrapping this up. Okay. Uh, well, I, I think there was one thing I wanted to say, but it left my mind. So, so I get to rambling sometimes. It'll it'll circle back <laughs> if it had enough weight, you know. Sure, sure. <laughs> or we'll talk about it over lunch. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. This has been the COS Business Podcast here with Ernest Chambly, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.